This episode contains grotesque animal abuse. If you don't want to listen to it, that's understandable. But it is all digital now, isn't it? You used to just, about, you just press the button and that guy... Cats and kittens, welcome back to another episode of Weird Thing About That, where me and my fellow players are given a subject matter and have to find the weirdest, funniest, or coolest story about that subject. Our scores will be scored by a head judge, and the winner will be revealed at the end of the episode. I'm Chris, and joining me today, just climbed out of the toilet, it's Chow. Arigato. And just climbed out of hell, Chucky. Meow. <laughs> and our head cat himself, Judge Joe. Would you like me to be the cat? <laughs> Uh, Joe, what is today's subject and how will we be scored? Elephants. And you will be judged on the gravy system, <laughs> which uh, stands for good raps and varied yodeling. I've literally made these up on the way here today. <laughs> I've literally sat round this table while we've been setting up. So, And who's going first? You can go first. Okay. It's hard to think of many animals more revered than the elephant. From the focus of modern conservation efforts, Indian deities of wisdom, to ancient modes of transport and agricultural help, Elephants have played an important role both spiritually and physically to people throughout the ages. What's easy to forget is when we see these seemingly gentle giants is at one time they were used as a terrifying instrument of war. As well as hauling heavy equipment over long distances, elephantry units as they were known were used to charge the enemy, break their ranks and instill terror and fear in the opposing army. If you've ever seen one of these things up close, it's pretty ima- easy to imagine that having one of them charge towards you in the heat of battle would be pants-shittingly terrifying. But here's the thing. Chances are, you've probably been pretty close to an elephant, what with zoos being quite prominent in our day and age, or at least seen one on TV. However, during the time they were used in battle, knowledge of elephants was not very widespread, so the chances that a poor soldier, seeing the largest land animal on Earth, screaming towards him on the battlefield, was seeing an elephant for the very first and probably last time. Perhaps the most famous use of elephants in military history was back in 218 BC when Hannibal, the leader of the Carthaginian army, not the cannibal, made an unexpected move and marched his army complete with 40 elephants across the Alps and went on a a 15 year rampage across Italy, as at the time the Mediterranean superpower Carthage was locked in a bitter conflict with Rome. Now the Romans had presumed the Alps created a secure natural barrier against the invasion of their homeland, but they underestimated Hannibal's boldness. In December, assisted by his awesome elephants, he smashed apart the Roman forces in the north. Hannibal ravaged through the country, killing or wounding over a million citizens, but never actually managed to take the city of Rome, and finally met his end against Roman general Scipio Africanus in 202 BC. However, the bold move of braving steep snowy mountain passes with a herd of six-ton beasts has gone down in history as a pretty remarkable feat. Thankfully, we don't subject elephants to warfare anymore, but in ancient times, it would have been truly a sight to behold. Gentlemen, your rebuttals. Okay, I need to say 15-year rampage. Amazing band name as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's good. Yeah, um, but I, yeah, I never even thought about that. So like, like you said, you know, the, the guy seeing an elephant charge at them would be <laughs> in this st- sort of state of, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and why is it running at me now? And then, They're pretty... <laughs> they're loud as well aren't they like the fucking trumpet on one of them would be like probably more loud than a war trumpet and it's screaming towards the battlefield at you 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 would feel it through the floor yeah yeah no absolutely you you can see why they would be so effective because 
the front Can line we... there, never seen one before, and suddenly seeing this absolute... Well, it's, it's the big elephant from uh, Lord of the Rings, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's that sort of thing. But if you took one down, it's still one counted as one. So counted so... as one. Yeah. <laughs> With some shitty CGI. <laughs> <laughs> How did they get them over the Alps? I'm guessing a ski lift? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was like, sort of... Uh, I guess they had scouts and stuff, but they sort of braved the snowy passes and everything yeah. and actually all the elephants survived the crossing but they, they only actually survived one year in once they got into italy so we had one year of elephant rampage and then 14 years of just general rampage just general rampage, <laughs> oh, <wow>. yeah. <laughs> i just imagined him there at the ski lift putting in all these tokens come on <laughs> an elephant <laughs> is 25 tokens like fuck's sake <laughs> i'm not i'm gone he's got change uh, yeah mm-hmm. got mixed feelings on hannibal because it's kind of like, on one hand he's pretty ballsy like carting a six ton elephant over a snowy mountain pass and on the other hand it's kind of like you did maim and kill like a million citizens that's pretty I'm shitty more, I'm more concerned about the welfare of the elephants really Do you know what I mean the RSPCA if they'd have existed in 2012 BC would probably have had words to say about that I hope they I hope they dressed them up well you know well yeah because elephants aren't <clears throat> typically in cold places are they I was going to say, would he not Africa have and to, India, like, so they probably yeah. weren't acclimatised very well now but they're good pack animals you can get loads of shit on an elephant <laughs> Yeah. Well, when did when did woolly mammoths go extinct? Because that was that they was were like caveman times. Wasn't it? No, yeah, it's recently. not that long back. Apparently, no, it's not as long back as you think. And the only reason they died out was because of interbreeding. Apparently, so were forced by humans or just because yeah. they were doing it themselves? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we needed <laughs> really <laughs> randy cavemen and were having half half woolly mammoth, half. We needed a lot of money, a lot of lot of lot of wool for our merkins and syrups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you had, yeah, maybe they would they have some sort of like interbred woolly mammoth elephant Apparently hybrid. The, the population just dwindled and dwindled and it was just them breeding with each other and the ah, genetics right. just broke down and right. apparently. Yeah. <laughs> like the Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello Wales. <laughs> Moving on. Chucky. Alright. Elephants are often looked at as gentle giants, with their floppy ears and desire to carry passengers on their back. You may have even seen that video of the elephant that paints a rather detailed picture of another elephant, for example. There's nothing more peaceful than painting. Bob Ross would definitely agree to that. But elephants aren't naturally peaceful animals. They're territorial and incredibly protective of their young. Only elephants bred in captivity are generally peaceful towards human handlers. But in Thailand, a country with roughly 6,500 elephants, 2,500 of them have been caught from the wild. That's just under 40% of the elephants. So, what do you do with a wild elephant that doesn't recognise your authority? What do you do with an elephant that could kill you to death with a single swing of its trunk? You get yourself a mahout, an elephant trainer, and you start the process of elephant crushing. As the name implies, it involves crushing an elephant, specifically the emotional well-being and spirit. The process involves completely restraining the animal so that it can't move, whilst also stabbing its ears with nails or other sharp objects. I know. Of course, that won't be enough on its own, so whilst you're at it, stop feeding it, giving it water, and definitely don't let it sleep. Otherwise, you won't have a completely emotionally destroyed animal at all, and you'll just likely piss it off. Once your elephant has been significantly crushed, be sure to keep an eye on it, as even though elephants are known to never forget, they may start to regain some of their original desires of autonomy, and might even decide to start acting out of line. Fortunately, Presenting the same tools that you used to break their spirit the first time around will often get the elephant to get back into line. Mahouts often carry hooks for this exact purpose. 
Now, I was fucking horrified to learn about this, being incredibly naive to the way that people can twist and break the will of an animal for nothing more than amusement. Simply imagining being locked completely in place, being unable to move when I wanted, eat when I wanted, drink when I wanted, or sleep when I wanted was enough to make me recoil. And that's before we even get to the physical abuse. The thing is though, if you go to places like Thailand, one of their biggest tourism exports is the ability to get close to tame elephants. And I think this has given people a bit of a skewed reality on what elephants are, or domesticated wild animals. In a poll of what animal do you think you could take barehanded, a staggering 8% of Americans reckon they could honestly slay an elephant <laughs> with nothing more than their bare hands. A three-year-old would have more of a chance of taking on Muhammad Ali in his prime than anyone being able to even inflict any noteworthy damage to an elephant without any form of weapon. So, the weirdest thing about elephants I stumbled across is how you really never meet any tame elephants that haven't been connected to intense mental and physical torture. Oh, now I'm sad. Gentlemen, your rebuttals. I'm sad too. Is everything okay? Cause that was... <laughs> it's not okay. The elephants, man. The elephants. No, well, like, I, one... you kind of, you made a point about elephants never forget. And then you were like, you kind of went first person and said, I got tied down and I couldn't move. And, I'm, <laughs> no. and you, your physical size as well. I'm starting to think. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even so much that. It was more the first half of that was like, Here's how you do it. It was like a YouTube how-to video. And I was well, like, mate. Well, this is it. When I, when I first learned about it, I was like, wait, what? Elephant crushing? Like, one of my mates went to Thailand, and he was fortunate enough to work at one of the places where they didn't do this. And in fact, they they had a group of Mahouts who were on board-ish with the idea of not using hooks as a way of taming an elephant. Oh, that's kind of well, but it's always this sort of thing, like, you know, three weeks later, an elephant knocks something over, like, oh, you know, it'd be really easy if we had our hooks back, just saying. It's like, no, we're not getting the hooks back. So, one more hook back. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that sort of stuff. But um, then, like, right next door to that place, um, another place with people riding on elephants on their backs, going around with two baby elephants out front, dancing because they're being tied down yeah. and they can't fucking move. It's just like, fuck, man. That's another thing I hate. Like, you, you see these people who go to these countries, like, I don't um you know, Thailand, Russia, where they got the dancing bears. And they kind of look at the tourists and look how good this is. But people from our sort of side of the world just see it as horrific. And it's like... Some people don't. I mean, if if Tiger King taught us anything, it's that people will pay money to go and cuddle a fucking tiger. Yeah. Yeah. That's doped off its tits. And then when it gets too big and is no use, gets shot in the head and buried, allegedly. Yeah. So... Mm. Just leave animals alone, innit, really? It's the moral of yeah. the story. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, Safari Park, you can get quite close to an elephant, but also, like, I don't go in the sea because there's shit in there that terrifies me, right? But the shit that's in the sea doesn't come into my house. So we've got, like, an accord there, right? That, that's how it works. <laughs> You're respecting each other's boundaries, yeah, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Like, same with elephants and rhinosaurs and stuff like that. I don't need to be near them. I yeah. can go, ooh, there they are on the telly. That's as close as I need to get to them. Well, I read a thing saying that the, the term shark-infested waters is so wrong because it's like, it's not infested. That's their house. You're going in yeah. there. You're the infestation. <laughs> it's people infested You're not supposed sea, to be there. Yeah. I'm sad now. I'm sad now. Charles, I hope you're <laughs> Me so, too. Charles, you need to bring this up. If you bring, this, on, bring the mood up, you can Save win this. Us. <laughs> so I'd like to talk about the elephant genocide of 1974. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favourite anthropomorphised elephants are Ganesh, the Hindu deity, and Wellophant, the fireworks health and safety guru. 
Ganesh got his head when his dad, Shiva, god of destruction, returned from a hunting trip. He'd been away for a long time, and his wife Pavati had made a human child out of clay for shits and giggles. And the boy stood between him and his wife, who was bathing at the time, and he was under strict orders from his mother. She wasn't to be disturbed. Shiva, notoriously hot-headed and impulsive, chopped off his head in order to see his missus. Understandably, Pavati was rather upset at the news that her child had been decapitated, and this kicked off a war between various Hindu deities. It wasn't until a lot of bloodshed and battles and the involvement of Brahmin, the head honcho god of the gods himself, that a solution was sought. Namely, sticking the head of a baby elephant onto the, de onto the decapitated child's head. Fortunately, the unorthodox species, interspecies transplant was a success, both in the sense that the boy's body didn't biologically reject the recipient head, and Pavati was happy with this new child aesthetic. Nowadays, Ganesh has become one of the best known and most worshipped deities in the Hindu pantheon, and has come to symbolise wisdom and understanding to millions of Hindus. He is often known as the remover of obstacles, with countless shrines at home and by roadsides, and dozens of temples around the world dedicated to him. Wellifant. I have very fond <laughs> memories of a red elephant complete with wellingtons and a fireman's helmet telling me to put sparklers in a bucket of water and not to fuck about with matches. One of my fondest primary school memories is the day Wellifant came to my school. Seven-year-old me couldn't believe a celebrity of the magnitude of Wellifant would grace my local comprehensive, but there he was. <laughs> Christmas had Father Christmas, Easter had the Easter Bunny, and Bonfire Night had Wellifant. I realise now that it seemed to have only been a thing in Greater Manchester for a few years in the early 90s, but it seemed to be everywhere as a kid. And it's kind of weird to me that no one else really remembers him. If you remember Wellifant, let us know on Twitter at WeirdThingPod. Gentlemen, your rebuttals. I'm letting you know right now, I remember Wellifant. Yeah, I yeah. remember Wellifant. Yeah, I think. Yeah. What a guy. It is. I, I don't remember Wellifant, and now I'm still sad. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there <laughs> are pictures on the internet, yeah. There are some of the all-time worst produced videos starring Wellifant on a, like, doing a health and safety video. The budget is... It looks like you've got Wellifant, and then you've got this guy dressed as a bear, and it looks like, you know, the Victorian... Halloween costumes that you see. <laughs> it's that bad. And I'm like, this was made in my lifetime. There's just no production value in it at all. And it's filmed with a potato and it's just it's just awful. And but when I was a kid, they had stickers and he came and he's you know, and he came he turned up in a fucking fire engine. So that's oh, always exciting. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's a kid. So I was oh. like, this guy is an absolute fucking baller. I wanted to be a fire engine when I was a kid. <laughs> Not a fireman, a fire engine. A fire engine. That explains so much I know about you. <laughs> But no, yeah, I remember Wellifant. You got to go and sit cross-legged in the in the in the floor of the gym, uh, while a lovely man did a talk about yeah, not fucking about with fireworks. There was a slideshow where they'd always buzz through like the the three burnt boys that were in there, like, <laughs> the boy who jumped over a bonfire. Yeah, this kid played on the electrocute line uh, on the train line. You used to get them as well. You used to get yeah. a lovely policeman coming around telling you not to play on the train tracks and stuff. But they're so fun. There was a hedgehog who told you how to cross the road as well. Yes. We had a mascot yeah. for every sort of safety yeah, yeah. thing. I don't remember the hedgehog. No, but no. cross code guy. No. King of the road, that's it. Yeah, I remember that one. I think it's because hedgehogs continually just get fucking getting run over on roads. So, <laughs> yeah, they got little bridges that, well, little tunnels that go underneath now, haven't they, for hedgehogs and stuff? I want to believe that. They do. They, they do. put nature tunnels in and stuff. They put like um, spring watch cameras there, and you just see like deers and badgers like cohabiting yeah. going through. Like, you're right, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> well, can, can we just circle back to Wellifant for one second? So, like, <laughs> yeah, no one cares about Ganesh. <laughs> <laughs> stop, stop throwing peanuts. Well, at him. your child covered it pretty well. There was a boy. He had a head. Didn't have a head. Then he had an elephant head. 
case closed. <laughs> but Wellerford, like I'm trying to understand. So imagine being at like a, a fire station and going, oh, we really need something to connect with kids. And the best thing you could come up with is like an elephant. I think he was a the, red one. I saw but the name won't... came first. Wellingtons <laughs> and elephant. Yeah. It's a beautiful portmanteau. We'll work the rest around out. We'll work the rest out later. It's like the TV series Scrotal Recall. They came up with the name first and then worked backwards from there. Oh, I get that's oh. the feeling with a lot of comedy songs, especially with Weird Al ones. So like they get the title and that's that's great, and then they'll do. And after three minutes of it, it's like, I, I get it now. I yeah, don't need yeah. to listen to the song. Like, 20 seconds is enough. I no, get the joke. And it's then not that's... all... I've only recently come to, like, really appreciate Weird Al. Like, the parody stuff's fine, but there is actually really banging songs in there oh, as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you ever White watched Transformers the movie? Very, unfortunately, yeah. The cartoon one, not the oh, live-action uh, one. Uh, no. Oh, doesn't matter then. Well, <laughs> maybe years ago. I remember, it's like one of the three VHS tapes I had. Transformers, Thundercats... And some, but the bit where oh, they go and meet the junk Junkticons, and there's a song that's playing like that. That's a weird Al song called oh, "Get Stupid" or something like that. It's it's a really great song. It's, it's like Devo. It's really sort of electro new wavy sort of thing. It's 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 not just parody songs. I don't know why I'm standing up so hard. <laughs> God damn it! For Weird this Al, my hill to Weird Al is the most seminal artist of the 20th century. No, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, I do want to go back a little bit to the uh, the Indian deity stuff. So I, my limited understanding is that Shiva was like the enemy of Ganesh. Is that right? Shiva was a no. What you the again from, yeah. Um, very... Choose your words carefully. I, I thought Shiva made <laughs> authority here on the uh, subject. I think more than anyone. Look, Shiva was Shiva was his right. Shiva was married to Pavati. Pavati's Ganesh's mum, and like like saying the story. So he came in. Who's this? He was just like a normal chubby kid. He was like, get out of my way. Chopped his head off, and so this whole rage war. Ultimately, Pavati was like, I'm just gonna fuck with you and not talk to you and give you the cold shoulder you ain't shagging me till we get this sorted so she was like fine I'll chop off an elephant's head and I'll stick it on the body of your child who'd been dead an undisclosed amount of time do you know what I mean I would have thought um, mm. you know neurosis would have set in a long time ago but anyway it worked and then everything was salvaged so he was he, Shiva is the destroyer he's part of the yeah Shiva destroyer. there was a creator as well though wasn't there yeah there's it's been about 10 years since I've taught it um, there's Shiva no, I know one of them is the maintainer which is the worst job isn't it yeah one of them's going ta-da look at this stuff and he's just going I'll put it in the lock up with the rest of the stuff <laughs> then I guess I will chronicalise it yeah. and then Shiva comes along and just wrecks shit just occasionally firebombs the garage <laughs> <laughs> just a guy with a donkey head or something just really... no they're all like um, there is Oh, quite a good, very, very long series that tells the entire story of of the, the pantheon of Hindu gods. It's the Ramayana. Which That's goes- the one, yes. Uh, and it's it's very Sunday morning television sort of right. thing. All the special effects are kind of <laughs> janky and stuff, but it's right. interesting because it's something I don't know that yeah, much about. Yeah, it's not well told, to be honest, around here, around here, is it? We, we hear a lot in pop culture about the Greek mythology and the, even starting to get more into Norse mythology and stuff with stuff like the yep. Avengers and... Um, here we go. God of War and stuff, but go on. it's Shiva, Vishnu, and Brahma. Brahma those, yeah. are your, those are your three. Yeah. Brahma's like the Zeus, isn't he? The sort of top yeah, dog. he's like um, the the honcho, yeah. the head honcho. He, he's the one who had to step in and was like, Boy, "Enough's enough, man. now <laughs> <laughs> stop it, you snakes." That's it. Just put this elephant's head on the boy, like as standard. <laughs> <laughs> 
He'll we've, grow into it. We've it's done fine. this drill before, you know. Yeah. It's like the Siege of Troy, isn't it? We've left you a big horse, as usual, in these situations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, Joe, if we can have our scores, please. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say, for sheer nostalgia of remembering Welephant and that sort of weird smell of primary schools and stuff <laughs> and like having to sit on them weird wooden benches and it's brought it all back to me all yeah. smells can be really nostalgic so once my um, once my two kids started going to school sometimes you just walk in to pick them up and there is it's like a I smell of realise what it was at the time it's kind of like boy wee it's bleach and orange <laughs> juice and piss yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it just got instantly hit. It's the exact same smell yes. as it was when I was in primary school. Yep. Like it never changes. 30 years ago. It used to be nice when they, have a, they had a, used to have a Christmas fair at my old primary school. And you'd go in and it's like nothing has changed. It's still the same. But everything, like the same desks. But it's, it all yeah. looks so small now, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's why it's like when it's funny you have to sit down to have your Irish coffee and you want them little chairs with the red <laughs> eyes on them. <laughs> Uh, as mentioned before, this episode subject was chosen by a Twitter poll. So if you follow us on Twitter at WeirdThingPod, you can get involved in the next poll. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next episode. Weird thing about that. As I'll be waiting eight hours for a bus.